What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, I want to talk to you guys about ignoring your aunts and emotions. Now, of course, I'm not talking about... Now, let me try. Sorry. Hold on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, I want to talk to you guys about ignoring your aunts and emotions. Of course, I'm not talking about, like, the ants outside of your like in your kitchen or outside of your doorstep, I'm talking about automatic negative thoughts, ants, and emotions. We spend a lot of our time paying attention to the thoughts that go through our head and the emotions that we attach to both situations and even non-situations for that matter. We tendency is to have many negative thoughts go through our head throughout a day's time. In a day's time, you could have hundreds or potentially thousands of negative thoughts go through your head. And we think that those negative thoughts actually mean something instead of understanding that we just, our brain just has a tendency to pop up thoughts and has a tendency to pop up emotions. This is also a big reason why so many people struggle to feel motivated all the time because motivation will pop up in one moment and then will go away in another moment. Motivation is just a feeling. It's just an emotion. And because of that, we let motivation kind of drag us around. And whenever we feel demotivated, we quit whatever we're doing. And whenever we feel motivated again, then we start. And then eventually we convince ourselves that we're not able to do it because we just don't stick with anything. So whenever you let automatic negative thoughts and emotions drag you around like that, you, you, you feel like you're never making any progress in life on one end and on the other end, maybe like with automatic negative thoughts, maybe you feel like um, maybe it brings more anxiety in your life, maybe it brings more stress in your life, maybe it just makes you feel like the world's not as you know happy-go-lucky as you want it to be. And that is what one study showed when they taught people to suppress their negative thoughts. So before I get to that study, the tendency for psychology is to teach us to not suppress our thoughts, to teach us not to suppress our emotions and not suppress our feelings. And this goes back to Sigmund Freud, who was a psychologist a hundred years ago or so, who believed that when you suppressed thoughts and feelings, that those would hang out in your brain and eventually pop back up in a stronger, potentially more harmful way. That may happen in a week, that may happen in a month, that may happen in a year, it may happen in a decade. But he believed and this became the prevailing wisdom in psychology, and it's a lot of the reason why psychologists today, part of the big treatment in psychology is to sit you down and dig out all of your childhood trauma to figure out why you're so screwed up. That's because Sigmund Freud taught that whenever you suppress thoughts, whenever you suppress negative thoughts and feelings and emotions, that those things sit, may sit dormant for a while, and then they will show up in negative ways at some point in the future. So 
this has guided a lot of psychology for years. And I am no psychologist, so I'm not here to say whether or not that has been useful or not. I'm sure it's helped many people over the course of the 100 years or so that that's been prevailing wisdom. There are, because of that, though, many people in society who maybe aren't following or aren't going to a psychologist or aren't getting any sort of like regular mental tune-ups, if you will, whether from external, you know, people or videos or books or from their own, through their own uh, power, many people tend to think and follow all of their thoughts and emotions. Whenever we have a thought and many negative thoughts potentially in a row, we tend to just think that that's the way that we think. And we tend to think that, you know, you, you tend to hang on to those thoughts more than maybe you should. Same thing with emotions. Whenever we have an emotion of sadness or an emotion of anger or an emotion of happiness or an emotion of motivation or any other type of emotion, we tend to hang on to that emotion because we tend to believe that all of our thoughts and feelings and emotions are important. And while what I'm about to say is not saying that you as a human is not important, all human beings on this planet are important, but not all of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are important. And in fact, I will argue that the vast majority of them are useless and not important at all because the human brain likes to run around. Like every once in a while, all the monkeys in your brain want to start banging on keyboards at the same time. They want to start banging on their typewriters at the same time. And whenever that happens, that's when those ants pop up. That's when those not empowering emotions pop up. That's when those negative beliefs pop up and they start to drag you around into different directions. And if you let that dictate your moment-to-moment -moment decisions and your decisions in the short term, it will vastly, it will have a huge, huge detrimental effect on your outcome and your results in the long term. Whenever we're pulled by our emotions and our feelings in the short term, in the long term, we're just not able to be as productive. We're not able to be as useful. We're not able to be potentially as loving and caring to those around us because one minute we're super happy and super fulfilled and the next minute we're very sad and we feel like nothing's going our way and we feel like, you know, life is just not worth living. I don't, hopefully not a lot of people have that thought, but nonetheless, like, there can be feelings of very high emotion and then feelings of very low emotion. It's important to realize that, like, number one, that is, part, that is being human, number one. Number two, you can start to regulate that to some degree. Some people can do it better than others. Some people take longer to regulate it than others. Some people can regulate it more over a time span than others. Some people can regulate it less. But nonetheless, no matter where you are in the spectrum of your ability to control your emotions and thoughts and feelings, you can start to regulate that. All that it takes is some training. So... Going back to the study that I mentioned in the beginning of this, the study that I'm going to reference today is called Improving Mental Health by Training the Suppression of Negative Thoughts. And the objective of the study was to see if the group of participants could just be trained to suppress their thoughts 
and then how essentially their lives and their wellness improved because of that. So here was the outline of the study. Here's kind of how everything went. There were 120 participants. At the beginning of the study, the participants wrote down, they listed fearful, neutral, and positive events that they foresaw in the future, meaning maybe events that they were worried about happening in the future or events that they were indifferent about in the future or events that they were potentially excited about in the future. And each one of those events was given a Q word. So for instance, let's say that you had the fear of being in a fiery car wreck and dying in a fiery car wreck, which is a very real fear for a lot of people, I'm sure. They would give that event the Q word of maybe fire. So if I said fire to you, that would be your cue to think about the event of being in a fiery car wreck. So all of these events were written out. They're most fearful events, some neutral events, and then some positive events. They were written out, and then they were given a cue word. Over the course of the next three days, then the participants were trained to either think about and imagine or suppress the thinking of those events. So the participants would be told the keyword, which that would then prompt him to think about the event. And then after about four seconds, they were told either to imagine the event or to not imagine the event. So going back to the example of the fiery car wreck, if I said fire, you would think about, it would prompt you to think about being on a fiery car wreck. And then four seconds later, I would say either imagine, so continue to think about being in a fiery car wreck, or don't imagine, don't think about being in a fiery car wreck. So essentially, you're training both the ability to prompt the event and think about the event, and then the ability to suppress it, which is important to be able to actually do that in real life to be able to pull up both the event itself and then be able to pull it back away at the same time. Because they're called automatic negative thoughts for a reason. They just happen. Automatic negative thoughts. Sometimes you may pull them up on your own, but many times they just, like, they just happen. So being able to pull that back and bring it back and suppress it back down into your brain instead of letting it encompass your brain is the magic in the training. So once these participants were trained for three days in this technique, they were left to their own fruition for the next three months to use that suppression training. Whenever they were going about their daily life and they had a negative event pop up in their life or in their brain and they started to think about it, they hopefully would be would then use that training to suppress that event and suppress that thought. After that three months was up, they then were given questionnaires and asked and retest about retested on how they used it and how things went and how their anxiety changed and how their thoughts changed and so on and so forth. So here's some basic numbers to help you understand how this was helpful. 
First of all, 87% of the participants found the suppression, the suppression of negative thoughts useful. Okay, that seems nice. Most of these participants were prone to PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So these are people who have been through some sort of traumatic event and now have regular negative feelings about that event, which put them into potentially a downward spiral of anxiety and depression. So a lot of these participants had some sort of level of PTSD. Amongst those people who had some sort of PTSD within this study, 82% of them had reduced anxiety, 63% had improved mood, and 27% had, quote, much better mood and, quote, much less anxiety. So the vast majority of them had reduced anxiety, and 27% of them, almost a full 30%, had, quote, much less anxiety. Now, these are people who, again, have been through a traumatic event and are having regular intervals of reminders and negative thoughts about that traumatic event that are putting them into a downward spiral of regular stress and anxiety and potentially depression. And the ability to know how to suppress those negative thoughts improved their lives. For 82% of them, it reduced their anxiety. That is a big, big freaking deal. To have been through an experience like that and then had have that haunt you for so long and then be able to learn how to not let those thoughts take you over is a big deal. Most importantly, actually I think that's all important, but also as importantly, none of the participants reported having uh, an intensif intensification of negative thoughts. In other words, at the beginning of this, I mentioned how Sigmund Freud taught that if you suppress negative thoughts and feelings, they would then show up at some later time, potentially in an intensified manner. None of these participants over the course of that three months or after that three-month period reported having, having any intensified thoughts. Now, of course, it's only a three-month period of time, so potentially that happened sometime after that. You'll, we'll never know, but... I think it's significant to say that none of them out of the 120 reported having any significant, um, any, any intensified negative thoughts. So what do we learn from this study? We learned that the ability to recognize and suppress negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions can improve your anxiety, can improve your mood, and therefore will improve your life. Because if your anxiety is lowered and your mood is improved, guess what's going to happen as a result? Your overall life, your overall feeling of vitality, your overall feeling of health and energy will also improve. Because if you're worrying about less things, if you're thinking about less potential negative outcomes, and if you're not concerned about what's lurking around the corner, then you can actually live life and be have feelings of fulfillment built into life. So how do we start to implement this into our own lives? How do we take action from this study and 
actually put it into our own lives so that we can then use it to reduce our own stress, use it to improve our own mood, use it to reduce our own anxieties in life. Because even though not all of us have been through a traumatic event in our life, many of us have stresses, of course, in our daily lives. Like all of us have stresses in our lives. All of us do. Some of us are able to respond to them better than others. Some of us can regulate our thoughts and feelings better than others. But all of us have stresses in our lives. The question is, have you thought about teaching yourself to regulate them? And then have you implemented that into your life? And maybe, I, I don't think that a lot of people think about that. I think people, a lot of people, I don't know what I just said there. I believe that a lot of people just think that the thoughts they have, the feelings they have, the emotions they have are the way that they are and there's nothing they can do about them. But there is and you can. And if you train yourself to do it over time, your life will get better, your mood will improve, your anxiety will reduce, your stress will lower, and things will get better. So how do we start to do that? Number one, awareness. Awareness, 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 awareness is important. Awareness around your thoughts. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> awareness. It's, it's, it is awareness. Like that's, it's awareness, John, I promise. It's awareness. Awareness is <laughs> awareness about your thoughts is what it's going to take. And that means when you have negative thoughts, number one, not judging them. Like that's very important. You cannot judge a thought or emotion that pops up that you have throughout the day. You can't judge it. You can't say, why am I having that? Why? I'm a bad person. I, I'm always thinking negative these things are so bad. Like, I can't believe this is happening. You, like you can't have, you can't attach judgment to any of the random thoughts, feelings, emotions that you have throughout the day. You just can't attach to them. Because when you attach to them, anything, if you attach anything to those things, they become a part of you and they're much harder to overcome. So you cannot attach any, anything to them. They just are what they are. Do not judge them. Do not attach any, anything to them, but make sure that you're aware of them, aware that they're there, aware that they're happening. If you're sitting there working and all of a sudden you have this crazy feeling, this crazy thought pop up in your head, become aware of it. Become that it's happening. Become aware that it's happening. Next, once you're aware that it's there, if it's start to over, starting to overtake you, ask yourself, is the thing true? Like, is the thought that you're having, is the emotion that you're having, is the feeling that you're having, is it true? And most of the time, you'll figure out that it's not. If it is not true, then suppress thought, feeling, and emotion. Just like, just put it away. Like, literally, just like put it back in the box it came from. Like, <laughs> literally, just put it away. Like, close the closet door or whatever, put it back in the basement, like whatever, like little game you want to play to put it back where it came from. Because that's all it is, is like it creeped out of a, like you had a crack in your floor in your basement floor and it creeped through the crack in the basement floor. And like, now all you're doing is pushing it back down into the basement. Like that's all it is. If, if it is true, if whatever the thought, feeling, emotion, whatever is actually true, and it's actually relevant to something that's coming up, maybe you have a project that's coming up and you have this feeling that it's going to be a failure. 
and you, you go, well, is it true that it's going to be a failure? No, that's not true. But is it telling me something else? Oh, yeah, I forgot to do X, Y, Z. Like, okay, that's useful. Like, that's helpful. Then you can actually go do that. You can go improve the presentation. You can go add the words that you forgot. You can go add a picture to make sure that it's more colorful. Like, sometimes these things can be useful if you ask the right questions. If instead of looking at that and going, oh, I'm going to be a failure in my presentation, you go, mom, I don't, I, I have no clue if I'm actually going to be a failure. And it's probably not true because I've done other presentations and I've done a great job then. But what is this telling me instead? Oh, it's telling me something different. Then you can actually do something about it. Then you can actually take action on the thought, feeling, or emotion instead of letting yourself going, go down into a spiral. So you got to be aware that it's happening. You have to ask the question, is this true? Like, is this going to happen? Most automatic negative thoughts, most negative emotions that just randomly pop up, most feelings that we have throughout the day, it's just, it's usually just blood sugar, honestly, <laughs> regulating up and down and dropping and then plummeting and then coming back up. Like, that's usually what it is for most people. If it's not true, the answer is suppress. Put it back in the basement, close the door, shut it, lock it, try not to let it back out. If it is true, if it's trying to tell you something, ask yourself or figure out what it's trying to tell you so that you can then take action on it. And then you'll actually fix that stress. You'll actually potentially fix that emotion. You'll fix the issue instead of feeling stressed and anxious about it. Because most stress and anxiety comes from not doing the things that we say we're going to do and thinking about the things that need to be done. So maybe it's just prompting you to do something, which is not the worst thing in the world anyway, because it takes actions, takes action to get things done in life. So that's what, like, if you want to start to feel better about how things are, your stress levels your anxiety levels. Put them into perspective. Take the thoughts and feelings that you have. Do not spiral into them. Don't attach to them. Recognize them for what they are, just automatic things that pop up, and then decide what to do with them. And then see how your mood changes. See how your thoughts change. And eventually you'll recognize that some, like a lot of those thoughts will just start to go away. A lot of that emotional up and down will start to dissipate. A lot of those negative feelings that pop up from time to time will start to just not pop up. Not never, not always, but they'll certainly go down. But it starts with awareness and then it starts with doing something about it. This is hard. This is definitely tough. Like mental stuff is tough. It's easy to like, I don't know, show up and work out. But to overcome especially automatic, unconscious thoughts, feelings, and emotions that currently we're caught up in, it's tough. It's hard. But if you believe you can do it and you can do it, and you believe that you're worth the effort, and you are, then it's worth doing. It's worth taking action on. So 
get those thoughts, feelings, and emotions under control so that you can live a better life. Make sure you also hit subscribe so you can continue that better life. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.